Welcome in to episode 291 of Catherine's Craft Collective. I'm Louise, your host, and today I've got a little lots of crack, a reasonable me, 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 a decent review, and I think that's about it. I'm sure there'll be other things that pop up on the way. So, get your cup of tea, or your ice cream cone, or your drink of choice, and I'll let you know what crack's been in Catherine's this past fortnight dish. Maybe three weeks. <laughs> I forgot about the putting the volume up, putting the volume down. So I've been editing that. And then I still did the same mistake. <laughs> Silly Louise. Okay, um, I'd like to see a big rest in peace to Tina Turner. I know she's obviously dead and can't hear me, but for all those other Tina fans, um, yeah, Proud Mary. Yay! And what surprised me most about what came out of like the tributes and stuff like, when she was sadly announced past was that she wasn't as well famous in her own country than she was over in the UK and Europe, which I was really surprised at. So if you're in a different country from Europe, then go listen to some Tina Turner. She'll rock your world, baby. She had some legs, I can tell you. Anyway, right. Um, what's been happening with me? Mostly working, but a lot of gardening. Um, the weather has been extremely kind to us in Keithness this past three weeks. So we've all spent quite a lot of time outside. I've been back running and weeding and sitting. And it's been really, really nice. We've stopped the bird marlin bingo for just now, but we are still appreciating the birds and occasionally we'll sit there and go, what's that, what's that, what's that, what's that, what's that, what's that making that noise? <laughs> or look, swans! But I've really appreciated the knowledge that I've got from using the Bird Merlin app. If you have never used the Bird Merlin app, do go download it on your phone because you can identify a bird from listening to it. So, or it does give you the options of identifying it using like what size and shape it is and pictures and that, but... Um, you can set your a microphone to pick it up and it will attempt to identify it. And I've had an enormous fun with that. Um, and coming up soon is his book of woofing. The postie's been, thank you, it's stop. I don't quite know what he's woofing at. Maybe the cows across the field. Because there's nobody about for him to actually woof at and tell us that he needs to defend his territory. Anybody want a terrier? Um, anyway, so coming up, we will be going a week on holiday for the school in the school holidays, and we are going to Amsterdam and Vienna. So I've had to be singing the Ultravox song quite a lot. Oh, Vienna, because I like it. <laughs> um, and I'm going to go and visit the Stephen and Penelope shop in Amsterdam. I think that's what it's called. Pretty sure it is, but. Um, That'd be quite exciting. Although we're stupidly, just the adjective I can think of, decided not to take hold luggage. So I can't buy an awful lot. I don't know whether Richard knew about this shop before we booked it. 
and thought mm, it's a decent price for all that lovely yarn she doesn't need to be buying any more I'll just not put any hold on this we can just carry it about so <laughs> um, I will buy myself a souvenir or two but they will be very small but sometimes the smaller the more expensive anyway listeners that's pretty much all I've got to say in the what's crack there's not an awful lot to be fair <clears throat> I'm going to do me, 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 me now um, and knitting. Um, I am still working on my bony vest by Tin Can Knits and whilst I was saying I really want to get it finished before the beautiful summer days come up, it would have been too hot to wear it. But I am still marching on and I've been trying to knit outside as much as possible because it's very shady. There's lots of little bits of mohair that goes everywhere. But um. On the lace panel, and I've split for the armholes quite a bit ago, so I'm, I don't know, about four inches off the top till I get to the um, top of the sleeves and then I'll reattach the back and um, work up the back and that should take quite, not that much because it's just stockinette stitch then. And then you graft it. It says a three needle bind off, but I think I'll do a Kitchener stitch on the top of the shoulders because then it'll be seamless. And then I'll wear it. Well, actually, I'm going to give it a really good washing first and then I'll wear it. And I don't know whether I'll have it for my, my holidays. Possibly. Possibly, listeners. But it means that I'll go and do something tonight and tomorrow night and the next night and all day the next day. <laughs> However, Right, but this is the Bonnie Vest by Tin Can Knits and it is a um, tank top and it's got a scoop neck at the front with a lace panel and you're, you, I'm using a one two ply and this is Wooly Sheep's Fuzzy Lace and it is Kid Silk Merino no, Kid Silk Haze, Kid Silk Merino Kid Silk something and Silk oh, I've just told you what was in it I don't have the label right beside me, it's downstairs in my knitting bag. But, um, as I said, it is very shady, but it's candy floss pink, so it can be anything it wants to be, basically. What I could do is get it ready to go and see Barbie film at the pictures. <laughs> it's, a, it's TikTok, and um, it was brilliant because the teacher says, I heard a girl crying, and I was just about to go out, and then I heard her friend say, um, You're Barbie. He's just Ken. And she said, I had nothing better than that. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. You're Barbie. He's just Ken. Um, sadly, the Woolly Sheep shop, wool shop, yarn shop in Inverness on Tornahura Street has shut. Uh, quite sad about that. She will be going back online near the end of the summer. But um, I was quite sad that, well, I didn't go all the time. It was kind of like a warm, fuzzy feeling that it was there. And I love the fact that there was a shop there. Um, hopefully she goes back online and can manage to make a decent living out of that thing. There is a really lovely wee fabric shop um, that sells fabric, closing the name. Further around in Inverness, it's not as easy for me to get to. It's not on my way to anywhere, so I have to make a special effort to go. But that is going to be one of my summer holiday missions, is to go down 
I'm maybe buy some fabric for making some more dresses. I follow them on Instagram and I really like the, the crack with them. I think that they know their stuff and um, it's not just quilting, it's not just um, your stuff that you get in Hobbycraft, it's an actual proper fabric shop for lots of things including dressmaking so I'm looking forward to going in and spending some money there. <coughs> I forgot I've been doing some dressmaking I don't um, my notes are a bit back to front here <laughs> well maybe I need a pause because I was doing talking about knitting um, but that is all the knitting that I've been doing I have pulled out a whole pile of baby stuff because we've got two or three babies here on the way or have landed um, which would be nice to actually make them something um, but I have I didn't have the right needle size in handy and never quite finished came round to it <gasps> listeners because I'm thinking I must finish this bonnie shop a uh, bonnie vest and I haven't so but that's going to be in my future and hopefully it'll just be quite nice things to whip up um right so let I have been dressmaking I have got a wedding on Saturday our lovely friend Sarah is getting married and I have been very kindly invited to it so I had bought some fabric last year in Mandor's and it's got cherry blossoms on it and it's on a teal background and I bought to go with a pattern that had buttons and needed some bias binding and don't know which pattern it was now because when I got it home I thought about it and then thought that's more of a winter dress or a winter fabric or one or the other and I put the pattern back and now I don't know which one it was because <laughs> I didn't write down I might have told you but that was a while ago and I'm not looking it back up so there was a saga about what dress I would thought would actually go with this because it's huge big prints on it and I eventually went with a dress that I had made before and it's called uh, the Lizette K2209 and it comes as a dress and skirt and jacket pattern and I talked about it in me 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 made me and at some point went oh I think I think that's what I'll do because this dress suits me so why should I know it suits me so I got it out I had already got the bits of fabric a pattern already cut out I put it together and I managed to do the bodice okay and then I thought when I got to the sleeves I thought I kind of want sleeves because the wedding's in Keithness <laughs> in summer and lots of you are going oh that'll be lovely you could have the most strappiest dress no no listeners no um it's been very unusual the weather has been so hot in June and I wasn't expecting it to be so warm so I was like I need sleeves because I don't have a blazer or like a nice jacket to go over it and when I was in Inverness, whilst I did have a little bit of the fabric with me, there was nothing that kind of matched or suited me. So um, I decided I was going to have sleeves. So if it is a little bit inclement, I can have a little bit more warmth, which is really what I'm looking for. And so what I did was I went and got some sleeve pattern from a Buttrick pattern called B6657. 
And I had actually looked at that pattern before I made this dress and thought about it, but then decided no, because it had too many pieces. And, but what I did was I got the, I got the sleeves and I cut out roughly the pattern piece from the pattern, put it around what I had put together already, the bodice, with facing. I was quite impressed myself, although I had managed to sew the facing on a wrong side to right side of pattern and to take it back out again. Because you have to do that, you know, it's it's like illegal not to in dressmaking land. You have to sew something the wrong way round or the right way round or something like that, because that's just the way it is. And once you've accepted that, that means you can move on and all is good with the world. I really love the dart and the front of this bodice. Um, you, it's sort of like a triangle V and it's quite distinct in this fabric. It wasn't so much in the previous dress because it was a tiny little print. But this one is quite a big V. You fold one bit over the other bit and then sew it all down. And the back was supposed to have darts but... Um, it doesn't because of the way I cut it and the shape. I'm still learning about crossing sizes on a pattern because my body shape is not all size 8 or 10 or 12 or 14. It crosses in various places depending on my height, my stomach and my waist. <laughs> so that is sort of experience that tells me how to do it and I'm still working on getting this experience but um, the fabric itself my mum said it was quite nice to work with I think it crinkles but and it is cotton because um, I wouldn't have not bought cotton pretty sure I didn't buy cotton um, not cotton I had Covid at the or had fin just finished with Covid about a week before we went to Glasgow last year and I had severe COVID brain. I remember having to take a seat in Mandors because I was still quite poorly then. But I had gone and worshipped the Mandors um, gods, which is, I'm sure, quite blasphemous. However, I came out and I love this fa fabric. It's just so bright and big and... Um, teal and pink and yes and it's got quite a lot of different shades in it and there's a bit of gold in it some black and um there was quite a lot that i could sort of match it with i bought the shoes when i was in inverness that was the first thing i did buy and I thought, oh because i'm definitely going to make this dress and now i've tried the shoes on a few times when i was uh, getting the hem done and i'm like these are really uncomfortable <laughs> So I may not yet wear the shoes, but um, that's my cross to bear and I'll sort something out for Saturday because I can wear black shoes. Right, so that was the... I got the sleeves and I cut them out and I was dead chuffed with myself. I'm like, these sleeves look beautiful. They are quite long, bellish shape. Well, they're not. I don't actually know what the right word is. Imagine a bell, but without the, in, the pulling it in at the bottom. So it's flary and they fall down. I don't know what the proper name is. But I added them. They're quite trendy just now. I have another dress that has these sleeves on. I quite like them. They're floaty. And went to put it on the bodice. And the sleeves were too small. And I thought, meh. Mum said, did you measure it? And I went, well, I held it up against it. But obviously that wasn't enough for the dressmaking gods. 
I had to sacrifice my firstborn for this. So my mum said, oh, don't worry, just open the seam of the um, sleeve. And I went, oh. <laughs> there was a pause because I went, well, that seemed a very simple explanation of how to get round it. And we did. So I um, got round it. I had a fight with my overlocker because I had to change colours of thread to do it. And mum says, oh, you could have just done white. And in the end, I wish I'd just left it. But I had tried to change it to pinks and red because you don't need to use all four colours the same. You could use two and one slightly the same or three and or two and two. But um, it had to be in tone with the fabric that you're working on. Otherwise, it would show up. So I had an awful hassle with getting the tension right and mum looked at me and she looked at my frustrated face and I was sighing because apparently that's my tail. And she says, do you know, just use your machine with the zigzag edge stitch. And I went, okay. And everything went fine from there on in. But she then says to me and the mum kind of way, look, we still need to get to use your overlocker because there's no point having it if you're not going to use it. And the more you use it, the more you'll understand it. She's right. Sometimes hate when she's right. But... I couldn't, I, we fell out and we're still not really on speaking terms. It's it's currently below me so it's listening. You can see it peeking over the desk right now. Yeah, you just sit there and think about yourself. Huh. Or maybe that's it was its theory. It didn't want to come out of hibernation. It just was quite happy being asleep down there and it was like, I'm not going to change my attention for no one. And it didn't. <laughs> anyway, listeners. So, mum helped me fit the sleeves on and then she helped me put the skirt on and put the zip in and hem it so she earned her money because i pay my mom in cuddles because i'm a good child for cuddling my mom my son is not a good hugger he does not pay his mom in hugs but we're working on that so um i'm really pleased with it i <laughs> i thought that the bodice was going to be too big no too thin for me but when we put the skirt on, it is actually on the wide side and I can tell that I've cut it a size bigger because I haven't cinched it in. I can put darts in, but it would mean taking everything out and I'm not ready to. So I'm happy with it just now. It's got a zip in the side. It's got kind of overlocked bits. There, I used the edging zigzag stitch on my sewing machine instead of overlocking it. But I love my sleeves. My sleeves are so good. <laughs> it's been washed because um, whilst I washed it in the first place for the fabric it's been all over the floor and been ironed and through the machine and um, I just like to give it a bit of a freshen up so I ironed it just before I wrote this podcast and I've got a silk pashmina beside it or a tweed pashmina beside it and I'll try on both probably on Saturday to see what the weather's like because I think that they both match One's maybe a little bit on the dark, cerisey, purpley pink, but um, it might be cold, so it'll be perfect. And I think that's my dress-making tail from the past fortnight. Um, and I'm sitting there, and I, um, I was frustrated, but my mum's quite thing. She was sitting reading the Journal of Scottish Yarns, which I'm about to talk about. And she says, um, she was going on about the overlooking blah, 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 mum stuff. And then I go, see these people. And she went, well, see these people that just buy the fabric in the morning, rattle up a skirt, wear the skirt out at night. 
or the dress. I just don't get it. It takes me weeks to make this. I was moaning. And she says, but we did. But they were a lot simpler. And also we did it every weekend. So we knew what we were doing. The fabric was just there. And she just kind of, yeah, that's what we did. (laughs) I don't think I'll ever get to that, Mum. Even if I was making the same dress day in, day out. I still think it would probably take me a little more than a day or an afternoon. But I really enjoyed it. And that was the main thing. I felt like I got to making the bodice bit and mum was very complimentary of my actual sewing. Um, once I kind of know what to do, she says that I do a good job of it. And that's nice to hear that your mum gives you compliments, isn't it? So I, I sort of thought, right, next project, next project, next project. Because I do have a little stash of fabric that's sitting over there. I've got a blue sateen, satiny fabric that's shiny. And I've always wanted to make a, like a 1950s dress that flares out with the bodice. But I don't quite think that my skills are quite there yet. So it's, it'll sit there for a little while yet. And I have some vintage patterns that I was very kindly donated by Richard's auntie from the 60s and that era. Which will be perfect for it. And I, I don't want to muck it up. That's why I haven't done it. So I have got a blue fabric and it's a cotton, definitely cotton and it's got white and light blue uh, flowers on it I got it from John Lewis and I was going to make the Liverpool tunic by Amy Butler with it but I then bought Amy Butler fabric so I know it's been sitting in my stash since before 2014 and I think it wants to be a skirt. Now I have three metres of this so I could maybe make two skirts I could actually make a dress and just now, when I was sitting down, I'm thinking I could make that butterout dress that I'd already made the sleeves for. But I don't know, it seems to be a bit of a thicker cotton than they see because they were talking about different fabrics for that because there's quite a drape to it. However, I have also looked out the high low skirt by Thread Count, and this is TC2105 Stormtrooper. <laughs> TC2105, come in! Come in, TC21505. No wonder they got it all wrong. They can't even get their names right. This skirt that I'm looking at is high in the front and low in the back. Um, it is a waistband with a zip and it's got pockets. And it's got one, two, three, four pieces of pattern. Although you do cut some of them twice. But then one, twice. I'm just kind of listeners, just talk amongst yourselves right now. Each band, like two in there, like another one, and then a fourth. Oh, I think I end up with like nine bits, but I mean, that's not bad, and considering that my dress probably had just as many pieces. But you've got four bits for your pockets. So then we can have the pockets conversation, and we know we like the pockets conversation, and I would then be like, oh, do I have to tell everybody that this has got pockets every single time somebody says something about my skirt? I think I probably would. Because it's important. It's important that we carry our um, pamphlets of protest in our pockets. Because I don't have any pockets in this dress and I could maybe go some. Alright, listeners. Uh, so that is my dress making chat. And now I'm going to talk about the Journal of Scottish Yarns, Issue 3.
do excuse the movement or noise of the paper because I've got this on my notepad and I was just finding the right bit. So the very, 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 very lovely Barbara Robson sent me up a copy of issue three of Journal of Scottish Yarns. And this is the spring-summer 2023 uh, issue. And huge thank you to you, Barbara. I will, I'm actually going to put this out and then I'm going to send you a lovely little email. So this is really nice, actually. This noise. This is me petting it. Giving it a wee pet. Well, you get a hard copy and a digital copy for £24. Probably plus postage. I never actually went in that far. But I think, I'm going to say at the start of it, it is good quality. Good um, value as well. Because you are getting 200 pages. The pages are 20 by 25. They're lovely paper nice thick um weight of paper um i was ordering paper for school for next term and the cost of paper has come down a little bit so we got this slightly nicer one because we've gone down to the really thin stuff and everybody was moaning about it so i really appreciate the fact that they have got some lovely nice paper and it doesn't have that kind of feeling that when you touch it like this that's me touching it you know, sometimes you get that feeling of the ink is coming off on your fingers. It doesn't have that. It's it's not shiny, but it's nice. And when you're kind of feeling things are tactile, you don't want, or if, if you just don't like it. And then I read a really cool thing, and it says, Produced by Allender using vegetable-based ink on paper made from material sourced from FSC certified forests. And then it says, World Land Trust carbon-balanced paper, which... I quite like. I don't know if it was printed in Scotland. I haven't looked that bit up, or even the UK. But uh, you know, you got to start somewhere. So um, the vegetable-based inks is quite cool. Um, I like this. I'm going to start that out with. I've had a lot of hours looking at this since I got it. Um, it's got 120 pages of nine patterns, and then the rest of it is articles from various contributors. Their models are reasonably diverse as in age and ethnicity. Um, the younger ones, I don't see myself like them at all because they're very skinny. But that's quite nice that they're skinny and I don't at all judge them. It's just because I can't see myself in that garment. But then again, it wouldn't be very fair to those that are skinny who would only see themselves in my shape. So. I am kind of like, I like the fact that they've got a, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight models. So maybe I'll be in one of them, you know, <laughs> odds on. Because I think it's all about seeing yourself sometimes, isn't it? Right. The patterns are all either knit, crochet or pin loom weaving, which you don't see very often. And I'll come on to that. In the front half of the journal, there are seven articles, and the first one is from Megan, Meg Roger from the Berlin Yarn Company over in the Outer Hebrides, and um, she's talking about her life and love and um, love of the island, love of the sheep, and what I really thought was quite good was the way her husband had said who has a um, yellow catamaran boat the same that we used to have cheetah cat and her husband said make some money at yon Hebridean sheep 
because she loves her flock, but the black fleece has no value to the British Wool Marketing Board or the local market. So the solution was needed and the Berlin Yarn Company was born. Now, this yarn is our show friend Naomi. Hi Naomi! It's a favourite yarn. And um, I would recommend it too. I haven't used it very much, but every time I see it, I think of Naomi giving it good recommendations. And then we go on to Jenny Reid, who is an absolutely lovely person, because I've met Jenny. And she talks about photographs, printmaking and the linen industry. And um, there's a bit of history in there, it's quite interesting. And then Carol M. Richardson goes further on about the linen industry of Scotland and um, the historical significance of it is quite well written. And then Juliet MacDonald talks about the flax industry and flax fabric and making flax. And then John Ennis talks about flax and linen. And I really appreciate and love the fact that they are pulling the linen and the flax through the, um, the journal. Then Bearford Originals, and this is by George Davis. Um, this is quite an interesting talking about um, the the collaboration between Edinburgh textile designer Sarah Clarkson of Willie Originals and Fu Ackroyd of the Bearford Flock and East Coast Organics in East Lothian. So they have ethical production, environmentally sustaining practice, and love of responsibility, locally sourced produce, yarn, which do you know. You can get much better than that. And there's a really lovely picture in here of um, that Sarah sitting in a field of, it looks like spinach, but with marigolds beside it. That looks amazing. Looks no weeds in it, that's whatever. Oh, jealous. <laughs> and I really like that. It's very colourful photographs that are in all of this journal. And then there is the very lovely Ange Sewell, who is of Weft Blown. Hello, Ange, love her. And she's talking about weaving. And then finally, the last article is by Gail Chassie, and she's talking about crochet, and she hails from the Eleanor of Colonsy. And it mentions in the article, as I was flicking through it earlier, um, it says, Boss You, and I thought, Boss You? That's that's uh, Graham's sheep, boss you, and it is actually Graham's sheep, boss you that she has got the yarn for, and she talks about her crocheting projects, and I really like that because it's almost free flowing, but um, in blanket shape. So she's thought about it beforehand, and then she just has one stitch and just whatever the yarn that makes it look the best, quite textured, not very not much with holes in them but they're all unique and um, always a lovely thing so the patterns there are four jumper or tops and five shawl wraps or blankets so the first one's knitted and it's cat weaver and she has a top called thonin and that's about waves and the yoke has got a wave or feather and fan if you're old school in the yoke and it can be made in a double knit plus a fluffy yarn or like a summer fibre she suggests um, and it comes with different sleeve styles and lengths which I think is pretty cool but they've got different models modelling the different uh, garments and it is a sort of oh I can see myself that's the model that I can see myself in but 
I don't think she suits that as much as the next one, but you know, that's why I like how they've got so many different models putting the different stuff on. And then we've got a, another knit pattern, and this is Meg Rogers Seeded Fern Wrap. And this is lace, but not too much, so it'd be a nice cosy wrap. And maybe on a day like today, where it's quite windy, but it's not mega cold. You could have that as you're wandering around the macher on the outer hebrides because that's what I think you do when you're out in the outer days. The next pattern is Liana Shawl and this is by Samira Hill of Eildon Hill Designs down in Melrose. And it's very striking. It's a brioche pattern and she's done it in a blue and a fuchsia pink. And to me that is either screaming, well not so much fuchsias because they're green background, and this has the colour of foxgloves and it's got a, a leafish pattern, flowery pattern in the brioche. It's a triangular shawl and it's not a massive one. Technically brioche, mm, but why not? Beautiful. If you want to get that, then go for it. Um, moving on, we've got Marion Hall's Macher top. And the Macher is out on the beaches in between the sea and the land out in the Hebrides and it's where all the wildflowers are and the seagrass and stuff and it's sort of just on a day like today with the wind it would be moving always moving the heads of the sea the flowers would be moving and um, she's used a speckled yarn and um, I think it's quite a nice way to use speckled yarn this is a crochet pattern and it's a vest and it's got a unisex in it and a scallop pattern to it. The samples are kind of muted but the you can see where the macher comes in, like all the wee tiny little bits of colour from the wildflowers that you get on there. So um, if you were needing something as an under or in the very rare days where it is a shell then it would be really nice. She's also designed a twine bag. It's a little handbag and it's to utilise and showcase the versatility of crochet, crochet and the characteristics of twine. So it shows you sort of like almost granny square if you think then, um, and then you sew them together or, or crochet them together in a fancy origami type of way which is pretty cool. I always like seeing how things get put together. And then we move on to show friend Maddie Harvey and this is called the Carstramon top and it's a top down slipover top with drop shoulder and it's got lace at the front and back and I think the front and back are pretty much the same so once you've got it in your head the pattern will just leak on and the models in this are both male at the front and then there's a girl um, and it suits both actually. They look really cool sitting there. One's got a denim skirt on and that's that's who I want to be. Oh he's wearing jeans. Well that's who I want to be too. Well done people all of this Scottish yarn journal of yarns. Right so that's quite a squarish up and down. So basically it's a sample just a body shape sample so I think that would be pretty cool. And then, and this is the book, the actual page that I opened when I opened this, and we're on a page 157, but I must have honestly been meant to open it. 
This is by Faye Dasher Hughes and it's called the Dunnock Head Hap. And I was sitting outside, Richard gave me the post and I opened it up and I was looking at Dunnock Head and not that long he had come back from cycling on Dunnock Head. And Faye has designed a hap called Dunnock Head. And I looked and I says, that's called Dunnock Head, look. He says, why is that? And I says, oh, Faye grew up in Caithness. Um, she lives down in Cumbria now and she's lovely. But um, this is what she's designed. And it says that my inspiration is an early childhood in Caithness, Scotland. Older siblings remember watching the waves crash over the beach at Dunnock Bay from our kitchen window. But my memories are of the flora and fauna at toddler height. It's her memory of looking up through the umbrellas of cow parsley and pulling grass seeds of stalks as I taught her down our little country lane. And it has to be this week because a cow parsley is waving its little heads just now at over toddler head height and there's lots of grass stalks for her to pick off. So it was just an utterly, totally, and it couldn't have just, it was totally mean. Totally, totally, totally. So it says, whilst there isn't a fast project to crochet, it's a squishy warm shawl that can be doubled over and used as a hat or used as a small lap blankie. And the pattern covers three sizes so you can create the perfect size shawl for you. And she's got it in three. She's got a light blue, a dark blue and a green. And the green has got all sorts of different colours of Dunnet Head. Grasses and mottles and flowers and yellows and stuff. But you know what? I would have that in the red sandstone colours of the cliffs because when I think of Dunnet Head, I think of the sunshine hitting it and it just has this beautiful red sandstone colour and then it has green on the top. <laughs> so she's totally got it. But it's a really bonny shell type of pattern as well. And then there's a supper that looks like a poncho. So I think that might be in my future. Um, and I'm thinking, it kind of get much better than that. But it did. It went on to... Uh, Solvi Lass Evans and she's got a sea pink top. This is stranded knitting and she's it's double knit actually and she's got it's a short sleeve summerish top. There's a beautiful edge to the neckline um, and she's got it in blue and pink and it's like the um, sea pinks or wildflower thrift and it They've just died back down at the harbour just now, but they come every May and they're so pretty. And it's just a really nice sort of, oh, spring's here, proper, we're almost into summer. And it's a nice design. It's got edges of um, the colour on edges of the hem of the sleeves and it's a short sleeve and the waistline and then on the neckline as well. So I like that. And then to end with, there was one more, and this is the Magnolia Cowl by Ange Sewell of Weft Blown. And it's made by Pinloom Squares, and then they're crocheted together, or you could sew them. Um, Pinloom Weaving is an accessible way to get into weaving, and you use a 10-inch square pinloom. You can weave squares that are easily joined together to make a variety of items such as this cowl. And I remember sitting watching Sheila at my retreat, sitting doing pin loom weaving and then I think that's what we did with um, yarns from the plain neck in a workshop as well. Well we did some kind of weaving and I've still got that kicking around somewhere. We made a coaster but 
it's quite a Moorish kind of thing, and because you're only making four inches worth of fabric at each one time, you think, oh, I'll just make another, oh, I'll just make another one, and then by all of a sudden you've got 16 of them, and then you can sew them together and make this bony cowl. Um, personally, I would maybe have edged it because it looks a bit like the edges are looping in, but um, it does make a lovely cowl, and it also gives you thought of what you can do with it and also it gives you thought of you've got a little bit of yarn left over but not enough to really make an awful lot so this is a really good way to make to use stuff up and also say if you've got a jumper you could put some of what you have got left over along with other corresponding yarns and have a corresponding shawl so thank you very much to Barbara um, everybody say thank you to Barbara for sending this to me yeah, did you hear that, Barbara? Um, I had a lovely, lovely time looking at it. My mum had a lovely time looking at it. I had to make sure she didn't steal it. Uh, <laughs> some mean now, eh? And, like I said, it's £24, but I think that's really, really good value for the quality of the writing of the articles and the photography and the patterns. And, yeah, I would totally recommend this. And I would maybe look at getting the other ones as well. I've seen people who have had them but never seen it in person before so um, I certainly would look twice at it from now on. So I really enjoyed looking at that. Lots to look at there. Now the bairns are home from school, which is finished work so the noise downstairs is going to start. So <laughs> talk really fast, get it over and over. So listeners, I hope that you are well. If you're not well, please take care of yourself and get better soon. If you are well, I hope that um, the upcoming summer holidays are good to you. You get up to lots of fun things, mischief, and may include lots of yarny, yarny fun. I'm sure I've missed out lots of things that I thought I was going to talk about, but I think I've done not bad today. Um, I would recommend the Journal of Scottish Yarn, issue 3. I also would recommend the Bonnie Vest by Tin Can Knits. And I would even recommend the Lisette pattern um, that is. Let's see, I'm going to turn around and have a look because I didn't see I was going to do this. K2209. <laughs> so, listeners, take care of yourself and keep on crafting.